You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply a musical director and activist is joining us via phone to talk about an upcoming presentation at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. And then we get to hang out with our very good friend, Joseph Corella of 567 Broadway, to reminisce about our experience at the Hollywood Bowl seeing Into the Woods. It's Curtains Up on another episode of West of Broadway, a celebration of musical theater in Los Angeles. I'm radio host and theater enthusiast Lara Scott, along with celebrity publicist and theater veteran Will Armstrong. Hey, Lara. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm looking at our handsome guests. I am so excited to share who our our guest is for this very special episode. (laughs) You remember a couple weeks ago we we had Joseph Corella on uh, talking about his incredible program, 567 Broadway. Well, when... We were asked to go to the Hollywood Bowl to cover Into the Woods, and you were not available. I turned. Well, I, I went on. I went on Instagram Live while Joseph was doing one of his Instagram stories. Like, and I, I asked him right there if he'd come with me to see the show, and he was like, "Yes, I will." And then he did. And so Joseph Corella, who's in Yay! studio right now. Thank you guys for having me. I love it. That's how you guys connected. Is yeah. that the new way of inviting people? Just get them on Instagram live. Well, <laughs> I've been a, an avid follower of Joseph. Mm-hmm. So most of our listeners have been since since that episode. And he has been so diligent about posting uh-huh. and sharing, inspiring information and, and, and content. And just and so it's, it's just really a, a great way to stay on top and in touch with all of these incredible people that we get to meet through this fun podcast. It's a, thank you, Joseph, yeah. for all the inspiring content that mm-hmm. you're putting out. No, thank you, guys. I'm, it was it was when Will asked, I was like, yes, no questions asked, and especially because of it's into the woods. And I was like, oh my gosh! And then it was really great to hang out and talk. It was such an amazing experience. Yeah, it well, was great for anyone who hasn't listened to Joseph's episode. And I hope you go back a couple, and maybe we can track down the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was literally just like two, three episodes ago. Joseph, your whole business is that you do workouts in inspired by Broadway, like dance fitness inspired by Broadway shows. Yeah. So I teach a class or and now I have a workout video, but it's called 567 Broadway and we dance to fun Broadway songs, but it's really a workout and I try to really encourage people to have fun while working out and Broadway music is the best way to do that. So it yeah. really is. And it makes you feel good. Well, body and soul. Yes, well. <laughs> What's crazy is that Broadway music and Broadway culture attracts the most effervescent mm-hmm. like joyful people and going attending how many how many seats in the hollywood bowl is it 10,000 there's a lot it's there's pretty lot. big like it's it goes up the side of the hill well 
most of them knew Joseph. <laughs> and it was cra- As we walked through, since the moment we got kind of, while we were walking by the parking lot, people stopped and they had to hug him and take a picture Aww. and then give him an update and tell him. People that he had never met before that knew yeah, him and that, that was... had been affected by his uh, his class and his, like, it's just, it was it's, I don't want to say cult leader, but like a, a, a guru, a guru, yeah. A Broadway cult leader. <laughs> I'll go to that church. <laughs> I have to admit it was a little like, because there was one girl that came up and she's been following on Instagram. And what's crazy is I've actually talked to her on Instagram through messages. She's messaged and talked about how much she loves 567 Broadway. And it's been a moment. And she came up to me and it, I, it, was, it was awesome. And I was like, it was a little, yeah, it was fun. Well, it was it, fun. Those are where, obviously, where, where but, my peeps are at. But it was incredible because she was talking about how she had been injured and had a mm. back injury and is like dying to take the class and get in class. But the fact that you can share information and content through social media, she can be there and live vicariously. Yes. And, and she even like bought a class for one of her friends as a yes. present and she's going to go along, <laughs> but she can't even take it because she's her back. It's like just incredible. We totally had like a, like I was like, what did your doctor say? Like <laughs> the, the whole spiel like, right Uncle there. Uncle Joseph. Yes, yeah. totally. <laughs> well, Joseph, I always joke with Will when we go places like Will knows everybody from somebody who is tending bar to the waitress to just people coming in to see the show yeah. and Will was texting me when you guys were at End of the Woods and you guys saw it last Friday mm-hmm. uh, and he's like Joseph knows everyone so for him to say that like truly I was like no, wow he put me to shame. that's amazing he put me to shame I thought I was yeah no it was incredible it was awesome but well, yeah. Let's talk about it. Let, let's jump right into it. So this was, you know, I was asking if this was one of the live to film performances where they show the movie, but mm-hmm. then people sing live. But no, this was the actual musical being performed. Yeah. The legitimate book of which they've been doing for 10 seasons now. So every year, um, every summer, they do like a three day run of a spectacular star studded show, whether a couple years ago it was the producers and then last year it was the Little Mermaid. I know they've done Chorus Line. I mean, and so every year they try and outdo themselves. Mm-hmm. But and. So it's it's a it's an honor to be cast in it because it's such a special like three day only opportunity and it's so spectacular. And it's put on by the Philharmonic and they and the music is incredible and the orchestration is wonderful. But visually, like they get to think out of the box because they take this well known like American like treasure, but they have to reconceptualize it for the Hollywood Bowl and really work to its its strengths because. I, for those of you who haven't been there, the Hollywood Bowl is gigantic. And so if you're doing a play and you have to run to center to say your lines and have a dialogue and then you have to exit, it's like, and then run and like keep going. And like, nope, they haven't got off the stage. And like the scene is going on and they're still exiting. And like to enter and get like, oh, it is just, it's just the logistics are really interesting putting that together. Yeah, and comical. And okay, so the casting was spectacular. Okay, bring it down. It was just, okay. The um, some of the I'd love to say standouts, but it's just like all of them were standouts. Mm-hmm. But my girl Sutton Foster mm-hmm. was the Baker's wife, mm-hmm. which the Baker's wife originally in the original production, um, the Baker's wife was the Tony Award winning role. Like where Bernadette Peters was the original witch, uh, uh, the Baker's wife was Joanna Gleason, and she was spectacular. And it's it's the heart of the show. Yes, and she added so many nuances and so many incredible comedic choices because she's so beautiful and has such an incredible voice but her 
every single delivery of every single line she took to another like another level and it was just I, I, I fell in love with that role all, all over again it was amazing so I loved her um, who else uh, Joseph who were some of your favorites uh, Patina Miller oh Tina, she like and Skylar, they they seriously. I've seen a lot of the um, musical productions at the Hollywood Bowl, and this one like was my by far my best and my favorite. And it's because they really brought in uh, most of the cast was like huge Broadway talent, and that's what was really like. You saw these incredible Broadway performers together shining so brightly, and you could feel the energy in the Hollywood Bowl. And like Will had said, it's like it's a big place. But you could really feel the energy of the of the cast just fill it up, uh, like Patina just really she stole it for me specifically and Cheyenne Jackson. Uh okay, the voice. So Cheyenne Jackson. Okay, so both of the and what was the name of the other the guy from Grey's Chris? Anatomy? Chris. Yeah, Chris. Uh, I forget his last name. Chris Carmack. Yes. He um, uh, he's from Willing. Uh, no, no, uh, he's from uh, Grey's Anatomy this season. Or and he's so handsome. I had no idea he had such a beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so many times it's cast like these the princes are cast to be handsome and it's a bonus if they can have great voices. <laughs> but these guys were wonderful. And then in the second act when uh Cheyenne is singing to the baker's wife. Uh, it was like Bing Crosby was singing mm-hmm. to the baker's wife. It was just like it was another level. It was incredible. Can you I bet. just tell you, my kids know Cheyenne Jackson because of Descendants 3. Sure. And we're so excited. It's premiering on Friday, two days from now. So we're taping this. But I was explaining, he's a Broadway guy. And that's why he just has that extra thing, that mm-hmm. that polish, that sizzle. Charisma. Charisma. Yeah. Who did he play? He was one of the- He was Prince Charming Prince and, Charming. and the Wolf. And the Wolf, yeah. And the, uh, the Big yeah. Bad Wolf. Ah. Which I was- so Okay, so you know how I love um, musical trivia. The, ori- the this is so weird, and I don't know if it's appropriate for our show, but the original <laughs> costume for the Big Bad Wolf in Into the Woods on Broadway was anatomically correct. Yes, oh. it was, he had like a rocking six pack, and like it's like if your dog was in a play. <laughs> I don't think that was in the movie. It no. wasn't. No, not at all. It is real. So if you watch the PBS version, um, that uh, or you, if you go on YouTube and you just uh, search Into the Woods PBS Bernadette Peters, you can see like the whole thing is there for free to to watch, and, and it's incredible. And what was so amazing is that um, the choreography and the staging, a lot of it, and the and the costumes, was all taken from the original production. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold that right there, Joseph. We're going to pause for just a second because we have this really important call with a very special person we want to take, and then we'll get right back to you. Let's welcome Luz Fisto, the executive director of the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles to hey, West Broadway. Yay! Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. (laughs) Well, we are so excited to find out all about this incredible gala that's coming up. Well, we are we are really, really excited about this. It's um, it's coming up on August 16th at the Walt Disney Concert Hall in downtown Los Angeles. It is the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles 40th anniversary concert. And we will also be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. We were in New York recently where we performed at Carnegie Hall with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus and other choruses from around the country uh, to perform for World Pride Week. And at, at that performance at Carnegie, we premiered a piece which we all commissioned, a new piece of music called Quiet No More, uh, it's about a 45-minute piece of music that kind of takes the audience through the evening 
at the end of June of 1969 when the Stonewall riots occurred, what led up to it. And then it, it kind of is a really emotional and a very, very theatrical piece of music. So we are performing that work on this concert in August at Disney Hall. And we're also performing a number of other pieces that range from, uh, you know, great choral music that we've done over the years to new works to uh, a lot of Broadway. And we are really excited that Chrissy Metz of NBC's This Is Us will be performing with us. Uh, and Shoshana Bean of uh, of many many Broadway shows, exactly. but most yeah. notably oh, yeah. many oh. shows, Alphaba of course at, at Wicked years ago, and most recently Waitress, where she was a lead, and uh, we love her here. We know her. She's worked with us before. She sung with us before. In fact, we a bunch of us just saw her last night uh, at uh, the Standard Hotel, where she's fantastic. So uh, Chrissy and Shoshana will be joining us. They'll be doing solo uh, pieces, and they'll also be singing with us uh, throughout the show and at the end of the of the concert for the finale. And the concert itself, uh, as I mentioned, honors our anniversary and the Stonewall anniversary. We'll also be honoring David Mixner, who's a really well-known person in the uh, in our community and the political world, and also the healthcare world. For, and this is David's words, not mine, because when he said 60 years, I said, you're really – I mean, he's been doing this for 60 years. So he started when he was a kid. He yeah. started in 1959 working for uh, John Kennedy's uh, bid for president as, as a sort of a, a volunteer and political operative and as you know, really became a, a major, major figure in – uh, many causes, starting with the Vietnam War, going through the AIDS crisis, healthcare crisis, working with the Clinton administration, most notably actually kind of turning against them a bit when Don't Ask, Don't Tell came about. Right. So David is a great friend of ours, and he's going to be honored. Uh, so the concert itself will, will be performed at Disney Hall, where 2,000 people will be in attendance. And prior to the concert and after the concert, there'll be a reception for 300 people and, you know, with a post-concert dinner for the artists and people who come to this fundraiser. So it is a fundraiser as well for our music education programs. So it's really going to be a lot of fun and a lot of a lot of uh, great people there. And we're actually uh, we only have about 200 seats left to sell, so we're almost oh, sold out right now, which is exciting. Yeah, which is great. There's a lot to celebrate. This is incredible, and uh, I'm, I'm congratulations on everything that you're doing and, and, and all the work that you're. Do- I've got a question. I've got some some statistics I'd love to uh, get from you. How many members sure. um, of the Gaiman's Chorus uh, of Los we actually Angeles? have 270 members? Wow. It's a huge group. Now, at this concert, we'll have about 200 on stage of our members, Mm -hmm. but we'll be joined by over 200 members from other choruses. We'll be joined by about 50 members of the New York City Gay Men's Chorus, and then we have choruses from throughout the country. They'll be performing the latter part of the program when we do this Quiet No More, this commission work. So we have about 200 on stage. And we rehearse, you know, we, we work throughout the year. We do three uh, main concerts. Uh, this is the third one of our season, but we do concerts at the Alex Theater in Glendale here in L.A. We do concerts at Walt Disney Concert Hall. Um, we do concerts in the community in West Hollywood and parks. We just did, which we're so excited about, we just did the Hollywood Bowl with Hugh Jackman, which was absolutely amazing <laughs> for you know 17,000-plus people a night for over two nights. And uh, it was just a fantastic event. And we performed for Paula Abdul at uh, the Gay Pride Festival here in, in WeHo. 
where there were about, I, I don't know, thousands of people in, on the field. I don't know how many, but that was packed. So we've had a really exciting year, and this is the culmination of our 40th year uh, in operation. In 1979, 99 guys got together wow. at Plummer Park here in, LA, in West Hollywood and created this group. And I like to tell this because it's so uh, it tells so much about where we were and where we are. When the chorus was founded in 79, the Yellow Pages would not take our listing because the word gay gay was in it. And we were not allowed to put uh, a listing of our phone number. And here we are, 40 years later, not only celebrated, but performing for major, major artists at the Hollywood Bowl and Walt Disney Concert Hall, which is arguably one of the best concert halls in the world. Carnegie Hall. So, you know, things have changed, you know, things have changed for the better, for the most part. Not everything is perfect today, of course, but as far as we're concerned um, in our in the acceptance of who we are and what we do and what we stand for, and we do a huge amount of work in the schools. I mean, we are, we've, we've served over 65,000 young people in schools throughout L.A. and the region, and we do work in schools all over L.A. We also do work in juvenile detention centers, we're a partner in this program called the Arts for Incarcerated Youth, which is really amazing because there's a there's an overrepresented representation of young people who've had troubles and who've had trouble with the law that have had to deal with uh, issues of being thrown out of their home because of who they are, uh, their their identity or their sexual sexuality, and um, a lot of these kids really need our help. And we do some really profound work. So we're really proud of all of that. So yeah. more than, so it's more than just show tunes, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, we never forget show tunes, you know. And, and certainly with me here, I, you know, I never, I never, well, I don't, I don't, you know, it's funny because, you know, you, you guys from the showbiz world, the theater world, musical theater world, we always like to say, what, what do we say? When you can't do it in the book, when you can't do it in the, in the libretto or in the, or, or, you know, in the dialogue, you do it in song. And sometimes, and that's a really great metaphor for who we are, because the chorus has always sung for causes, whether it be the 70s and 80s coming out or the AIDS crisis or the years of fighting for rights of individuals or against bullying or the horrible situations like Matthew Shepard and the marriage equality. Whenever there was a cause, our cause, a voice that needed to be raised, when words failed or when not necessarily failed, but when words needed to be extended, we came in and we sang. So sometimes, you know, you, you, you say what you can say, and then if you can't say anymore, you sing. And that's musical theater, not to put it... Not to put it kind of crassly, but at a way, in a way, I think that that's a great metaphor for what we do. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing, Lou. That is yeah. just incredible. I learned so much about the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles oh. just talking to you, and I appreciate you sharing that. Okay, 200 seats to go. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. can someone who's listening get a ticket and find out more? Well, they just they just come to our website, um, gmcla.org. Uh, forward slash w, uh, Walt Disney Concert Hall WDCH or just our you know our our domain name is fine, and they'll be directed to um, online sales, and or they can visit or call the Walt Disney uh, Hall box office 
So yeah, we have about 200 seats left, and uh, every day we are we are selling really really well. So we we look forward to seeing everybody there. It sounds like the hottest ticket in town right I now. I know because they don't sleep <laughs> on those tickets. Lou, thank, thank you. you so much, and we hope that you, you have a wonderful night, and it's uh, just a, a night of joy and celebration. So thank you for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Same Thanks, to you guys. Lou. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. 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 Wow, that was. I mean, I wanted to ask more, but I just was just like. That is a busy man with a big job. I know, but he sounds calm, like he's planning yeah. this huge event. So, well, I mean, Lou, you have to you have to call us back and tell us all your secrets. They're <laughs> orga- staying calm. Well, okay, so two things. One, there he must be so proud of the work and the advancements that this mm-hmm. movement has done in yeah. using song to touch people and connect with people in such a beautiful way. Yeah. I've, have you ever seen the Gay Men's Chorus? No, I've seen them interviewed on TV, and I've uh-huh. seen clips, but I would love to go. Maybe we can I've, go well. Oh, my gosh. I've seen them at the Alex Theater, and it is so much fun. It's just a yeah. giant party. It is hilarious, and uh, uh, it's fun for the whole family. It's it's great. And yeah, well, it, and, you know, hearing him talk, too, about the work they're doing with the kids and in the schools, and as a mom, I think that's so important, mm-hmm. and I think it's wonderful. So if you can get to Walt Disney Concert Hall and support them, and you're going to get a great show out of it, too. Like, it's going to be just awesome all the way around. So thanks so much, Lou. Oh, so, Will, mm-hmm. you have to post this on your socials if you haven't. You texted me a link to an article about theater etiquette which is which is your this is your movement right here yeah um, whoa, oh oh let me see Joseph, what, let me, did will um, talk to you about anybody misbehaving when you guys uh, were at the hollywood bowl yes it is my oh, no. and i uh, no, and it's i i'm with him 100 percent. it's like becoming worse and worse and it needs i i've even thought about making like a funny youtube video of like this is why it's annoying you know what you should show is if there's a guy and i think it's prince pogey but he does disneyland videos about the different kinds of people you see and it's like the person spreading out the blanket mm. seven hours before the parade <laughs> or the people playing heads up you know with the phone stuck to their head and it's hilarious but it's painfully true it's, i think you should make the video yes because people need to understand that opening a bag of anything during a slow song and it's quiet is not appropriate oh, it's not okay, okay. So, so um amanda duarte she's my new spirit animal she is a stand-up comic in new york and she writes for Time Out and some other publications but i woke up this morning and i found her article and it is called <laughs> sit down shut up and clap a guide to theater <laughs> etiquette it's and hilarious. every single point she stated was something that i've dealt with per- i've been personally affected by whether it is like a person with a nose whistle, a person who has to eat a four-course meal behind me. Like, why? In, I never in, understand. Like, there's an intermission in a book ending. That intermission is an hour and a half where you don't, you can't eat or drink. The rest of the day, have at it. Right. But that hour and a half before and after intermission, and then during intermission, eat away. Okay. Yeah. So, what does she say to do? Because that's always, I know that's your struggle, Will. Because I'm just sitting there. I'm into the musical, Joseph, and I can see what, like, I can sense it. You know, like the the jaw tightening. Well, or just, you know, the muscles clenching. Yes. Yeah. And you being this bastion of self-restraint, like, I swear to God, I think, <laughs> what would Lara do all the time? And I don't go ham on these people because you're next to me. And as, as, as a major Los Angeles celebrity, like, people know who you are. I, think, I don't know him. <laughs> I just got a single press ticket. <laughs> as I hulk out. So anyway, so Joseph and I, we... Um, we uh, had amazing seats at, really the ho- at the Hollywood Bowl. We really we, did. Amazing. And to my right, there were two empty seats on my bench. So I could like man spread mm-hmm. like, like you dream about. Like it was incredible. <laughs> and then these two high school girls came and sat down next to me. And, like they moved down from the way back and they sat down next to me, which I was totally fine with. <laughs> Until like they pulled, like they just started whispering and then talking and they then giggling. Did. And I like leaned over and I was like, what? you're going to need, you're going to need to be quiet. <laughs> 
And so they were quiet for a little while. Then they got up and sat behind us at an yes, empty seat. Why? And they were like giggling and laughing, and they were like uh, Stranger Things and like kind of heckling <laughs> like no. the actors. No. And then Joseph, who was like, thank God, I was so proud. Was, he turned yeah. around. He's like. Can y'all be quiet? Wait, okay. And I have to say, Sierra, Sierra uh, was singing. You know, Cinder, who played Cinderella, and it, the song was so beautiful. And they just kept talking, and I was like, "Do you know?" In my head, I'm like, "Do you know what you're listening to right now? Like, what an honor it is to sit here." And I think the thing that. I really, you know, with Will, what I really get is like it ruins, it can ruin the experience. And Matt, theater is beautiful and amazing. But yeah, when you talk or you get on your phone suddenly and it's bright. Yeah, it's, it's a sacred know. place. Yeah. I, I feel like exactly. that's the place where you go to get away from all yeah. this bad behavior. Yeah. For some yeah. people, it is our church. I was like, listen, Sierra doesn't sing live. I haven't seen her sing live before. And this was the first time. It was Sierra so was, Bogus, right? Yes. Oh, amazing. I, She's the original she, um, Little Mermaid. Uh, and she played um, uh, Sarah, uh, the She's uh, in Love Never Dies. Yes. Yeah. You guys, I have a secret. Yes. I after Friday night when we went to go see the Into the Woods, mm-hmm. I kept telling my husband how much like it really like filled my heart with you know joy. Mm-hmm. So we went on Sunday night. <laughs> you went twice. I went twice. Yes. I went twice. I had you know what, and I wasn't mad about it. I trust me. I mean, like I have to really like something to battle the Hollywood Bowl sometimes too, because like it can be busy. You guys, I went twice in one weekend. That's amazing. Twice that sounds in one, magical, and it was, The second time was just as good as the first time, and I sat in the nosebleeds the second time. Okay, so here's a, okay. This I I. I I, I'm going to bring this up because it's a testament to how amazing the show was. Mm-hmm. The there were some technical problems. Like there, they made a choice <laughs> of doing Cinderella's mother as a projection instead of having it be a costume change. And the actress who plays uh, uh, Cinderella's mom it also plays somebody. Oh, I who, know that. She plays she plays uh, the uh, the um, uh, Red Riding Hood's grandmother. As but she well. comes okay. to her at the tree, right? right? Yeah. So yes. she comes. So she sings at, when she goes to visit her mother at the tree. Um, they did a projection of her, and it wasn't in sync. Well, oh, no. You, it wasn't in sync at all. Guess what? Sunday night, they changed that. Well, she wasn't even, she just was smiling and like blowing kisses. <gasps> so they took out her actually because they couldn't line up the singing with the with the mouth, the amazing. projection. But it's like everybody, like collectively, all, what is it, 17,000 Laughed, people. everybody no, laughed. No, well, um, and then accepted it. Yeah. And then they were fine. And they were like, I don't, like, and people weren't like, this is, like. It, was it became like, part of the show. Yeah. yeah. It was I mean, what they did with projections, like as far as with the birds and with the moon, and then um, the giant, spoiler alert, there's a giant in the show. It's played by... Spoiler alert. It's played by Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, that was amazing. And so so they project a silhouette of a female giant that is like from the top, tippy top of the clamshell at the Hollywood Bowl, like to her feet, like you can see. It's huge. It is. It's the perfect place to have a giant is at the I Hollywood mean, Bowl. I mean, it really, like, the and the way they used the stage and Robert Longbottom, like, did an incredible job directing, I feel, like, and the way it just was staged. Because it's a hard place to, like, do a musical, honestly, Ooh. because it's so massive. But, and it was, and there was comedy even when they were trying to, like, run off stage. Like, they kind of, he, it, it, at least it seemed like it was directed that it became kind of the comedy bit of them getting off stage. And shout out to the ensemble of four men in the yeah. leader hosen that had. <laughs> Each had a tree, they and they just—they just were—they were trees, and they just had to move their trees around to demonstrate different oh, por- portions amazing. of the woods. That's awesome. And there's just these four dudes in lederhosen, <laughs> and then like, they did like some out. random dance towards the end, <laughs> like, and you were like, yeah, "I love it." You're a like, "Porta bra," <laughs> and, like, and the audience kind of giggled, but it was—it seemed like it was really meant to be a part of it. Now, it was, Joseph, what did you think of the choreography? 
I mean, there really wasn't a, too much choreography. There mm-hmm. was with uh, the ensemble guys, mm-hmm. but it was staged really well because that movement is, again, not easy to do on the Hollywood Bowl stage. But it was, I think, you know, I thought what they made it work in the short period of time that they have too. what they have like two and a half weeks to get this up and running. And the chemistry between all of the performers was just like you were ta- dealing with a theater company of friends that had worked together for years. It was amazing. It really, and I, so I was in New York recently and I have to admit, and I, I'm just, I just want to be honest. <laughs> and this is what art is about, and this is what theater. I was really, you know, I didn't get to see Hades Town, and I didn't get to other see other things that wound up doing really well at the Tony Awards. But I saw some other things, and I don't want to say, but it didn't fill my heart like theater does. And it seems like New York might be having some new, interesting theater time. However, Into the Woods. I really, really get why it's so magical because I, I saw a, <laughs> I saw a bad regional production of it and it kind of it put a sour taste in my mouth. However, I'm not kidding you guys. I left that really that was such a magical time at the Hollywood Bowl and I left feeling so what theater does and what it makes you just you feel lifted and you feel joyous. And I was singing the songs and like again to even just go back. I was like I'm going back. I'll go with my husband. I don't care. And, and, and the the book is so solid with so many poignant life lessons yes. and, and mm-hmm. like, it just from nicest different thing good or children are listening like it, it and just um even i was raised to be charming not sincere like it's just like it's just there's so many like hilarious wonderful beautiful statements that really mean so much more yeah, yeah. It's, it's just really incredible and you don't think it's going to be like that or at least i didn't going in because i thought it was just going to be some clever fairy tales but you're right you come away really transformed and it's a it's a beautiful show yeah and mm-hmm. it's like you could end it at the first act and you're cool yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the second act is a journey and a departure well, my <laughs> husband has never seen it before and we went on sunday night and after this first act he was like what is what else is there more he yes. was like, well, it, 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 everything's fine, a happily ever after. And I was like, oh, there's so much more. <laughs> well, we got into that, Joseph, because we saw a really cool stripped-down production. Was it Fiasco Theater yes. at the Amundsen? I and wish I seen this. That was our I, very I, first I, episode. So good. It was one of our first ones. And, Joseph, we were talking about, okay, the second half is about what happens after happily ever after. What happens when you actually get what you want? Yeah. Sometimes it really isn't the fairy tale that you think it is. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the first part, it's kind of complete. Mm-hmm. But then you see the second half, and you're like, wow, there's so much more to it. But yes. in the, and that's life because we as humans are so marketed to living our own movie and having a beginning, a middle, and an end. There is, if we're lucky, there is no end. It continues on and keeping that magic and that story mm-hmm. alive and not being like, okay, here we are walking <laughs> off into the sunset. Nobody yeah. does that. <laughs> it's because the, the electric bill is due and you got to you got to go <laughs> grocery shop and you got to do all. Like I mean, it's just. There isn't. It is. There are. It's no such thing as happily ever after because you just keep going. Well, yeah. and that's why Into the Woods did. I mean, it, I see why it's really, really magical. I know I should already know. I have. You know, again, I really. It was an introduction, really, for me, uh, and I'm. I see why. And seeing these talented performers perform together, it really like it was a special moment that if anybody made it this this last weekend to it, they really got a treat because that's not often that you see stuff like that. The magic of theater in that realm. And even I saw Patina Miller. Uh, I went on her Instagram on Friday, mm-hmm. and she had they had done a dress rehearsal. It was really hot Friday. Oh my god! And they did a dress rehearsal Friday uh, afternoon, and she was like, it, "I felt like I was having a heat stroke," you know. And and she was like, "I'm going to rest." And then that show that Friday night that we saw her in, it's as if nothing ever happened. Eight shows a week. The fact, you know, in general, like the way that 
theater performers are trained, you could see that it's just go and like Machines. they're so talented, yeah. so talented. Um, uh, Joseph, what, yeah. one of the uh, one of, this is one of my favorite things about the evening it had nothing to do with the play, and it had more to do with the audience, mm. and. With creating five, six, seven Broadway, and create, you've created a group of friends that mm. meet for class on a regular basis. We turn around, and they're a, a, <laughs> the middle of the theater is waving at us, and they're all his students who all got tickets and went together. Yeah, you know, yeah, and they created like, a community. It must yeah. feel so incredible that you are be able to create this community of positivity and and create yes. these these Thank friends you, that can can uh, can connect on something that's so beautiful and so meaningful in so many ways it's such an exciting time for musical lovers thank you that I mean in that, that and again yeah that's like because uh, people's especially moving to Los Angeles sometimes people would be like oh musical theater that's that's cute and it's really great to see the community here in Los Angeles grow musical theater lovers and you know and especially with the class we connect through the arts the arts are really really powerful and it is really important that we continue to create good art that goes out into the world that tells the story like into the woods that makes you think that makes you laugh but also has a, a message and you know I, I'm really grateful that the community here with 567 Broadway they really are look they they I have to admit you you saw a lot of people on Friday night mm-hmm. well and they did come over and they did plan that all on their own they were actually celebrating someone's birthday in class Aww. and they came and had picnic before and they really are special and amazing and they take they've taken the message far beyond I even imagined it would go honestly well and now is your chance to pimp your yourself out Joseph where can someone find you and join this community yeah, yeah. Um, at 567broadway.com go there and then also at 567broadway on Instagram uh, and I'm always you know and if you have any messages please do not hesitate to reach out and contact me and if you're in Los Angeles come dance it out or wherever you are most importantly just move and have fun go see a show mm-hmm. uh, and grab your friends and you know remember let's keep the arts alive Ah, words to live by right there. And we hope you'll come back and join us on the podcast again, Joseph. I would love to. Thank you for having me, you guys. (laughs) All right. Well, you can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at Lara Scott Media. And I'm Will Armstrong PR on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And if you're looking for us, you can find us just just west of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.